0: Betty Chevrolet Parkside Dry Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Oh, oh, Ben, it came out the shirt. He came out the sweatshirt. It's time to go now.
1: <laughs> it's it's getting a little toasty in here. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, all that equipment going after an hour with the door closed, man. Get a little, you're right, it does get a little toasty, man. But there's a fan in there, man. Blow that fan on. Get it going, Ben. Get it going. It'll cool you down a little bit. I'm, I'm uh, trying
1: to make as as little noise as 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 possible, so oh, yeah, uh, yeah. so the pup doesn't hear me.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. Well, he loves you though, so that's all. good. Yeah,
1: but it, uh, if he hears something, oh yeah, he, then he'll he'll
0: want you to come play with him. And exactly, and, uh, yeah, man. I understand. I understand. Shh, just sweat quietly, Ben. Sweat quietly. <laughs> all right, let's get let's get back to the phones, man. We got somebody holding.
1: Uh, yes, we do. We have Hunter and then F. Deval. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Hunter.
0: Hunter, good morning.
1: Hey. Um, hey
2: Hunter. I'm calling. Hey, fellas. it's first time caller. Uh, really love your show. I Thanks. just wanted to call in. I have a couple just things. I was at the game, um, and it was a fun game. I really felt like it was a fun game. It was ugly. It was heartbreaking sometimes, but it was it was fun, man, to um, to be close to a comeback in a game. I don't think we've seen that in a couple of years. Um, and, and to score that many points, uh, even though there's a lot of mistakes. But I really feel like with the Joe Milton thing, um, you know, the Tillman miss with the blown coverage running right down the middle of the field, right in front of you, nobody around for 20 yards. That, that killed him for me. I wanted to give him a lot of grace and, uh, but that one just—you yeah, just can't do that. And then um, I'm—and I'm, this may have been asked already. You guys may have addressed it. I missed it, but um, I'm wondering where's D Beckwith when we're in those short yardage situations. I don't know. I think Jalen Wright's probably 190 pounds. You know, um, and where's where's Beckwith or where's that? Uh, you know, Jacob Warren in the in the halfback spot. You know,
0: nah, I Jacob Warren is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Jacob Warren. I would, you know, you probably mean like lenny Whitehead or somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, D Beckwith didn't, didn't play last week. A walk-on running back play in front of him and pad leverage is, is a problem. And so if pad leverage is a problem in the open mm-hmm. field, there's no way I'm putting a guy in that, that can't have the right, proper pad leverage in the open field who's 6'5". I, there's no way I'm putting him in the goal line and expect anything to be different or better. Um. Okay. But, I, I, like, I get what, you, what you're what you saying. I mean, when you think of a guy that's 230 30 pounds or more, or 225, you automatically think, okay, he should be in on short yardage situations. Well, somewhere along the line he has not proven himself because here he is as a sophomore with two different staffs, and he's, you know, he's buried on the depth chart. And he's not the only player at the only position that, it, with two different staffs, have found themselves buried on the depth chart and so I think one thing that'll be helpful uh, whenever you're wondering okay where's this player? why is this player not playing well if he if he didn't prove himself with the previous staff and he's not playing on this staff then that tells me that maybe that player's not doing what he needs to do to get on the football field
1: yeah and, and to be honest with you I I kind of like Jalen Wright's physicality I I mean he's he's still a freshman just played in his second career game, but he packs a, a punch, and I, I thought he popped it in on on the play that was that was reviewed. I just didn't think that there was conclusive evidence to, to overturn it, and then he got it on the next play. But I, I think Jalen Wright packs a punch. There, there was one possession in the fourth quarter. I think it was the possession before the, the hooker interception. Uh, Tennessee ran like a quarterback power draw to – to the short side of the field and, and Jalen Wright uh was one of the lead blockers and he just absolutely pancaked a linebacker uh to to, to create some space for Hendon Hooker to make a guy miss and, and pick up a first down. So I know Jalen Wright's a little smaller uh than, than, a, than a D back with, but he he's physical man and he packs a punch.
2: Right. Well I appreciate that view. I do have one more question that's kinda Stood out to me uh, in the game, um, and and we saw it last week. Some too uh, it's about linebacker rotation and that last Pittsburgh possession. Um, it just uh, I was wondering why is Juwan Mitchell Warren Banks not out there uh, in run defense? It looked like we could have a chance to get the ball back with two and a half three minutes left, which for our offense is perfect. Um. I just wonder if you guys have noticed, like, that linebacker rotation and, and those guys not being out there at critical points. With that, I'll hang up.
0: Yeah, being mentioned, you mentioned it earlier, man. You know, something that I missed. Um, this is why it's good to have different perspectives. Um, but, yeah, your starting linebackers wasn't in on a crucial fourth down, last possession of the game where you know that the other team is going to run the football to try to – Try to run the clock out. So uh, that's something that um, you know defense coaches will have to answer for. Uh, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at this fourth down and one. There's two offensive linemen on the ground. So we didn't get the push that we wanted. As soon as Jalen Wright gets the ball, there's. I mean, there's two guys right there on him. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter if he was D back with, if it was Jamal Lewis, if it was Jerome Bettis. To be honest, I mean, he was he was hit as soon as he handed the uh, was handed the football off. Uh, three yards behind the line of scrimmage, so you got to get better push if you're offensive line. Again, there's two guys at the point of attack that's on the ground. As soon as Jalen Wright gets the football, and Pitt has no defenders on the ground, um, so you wonder if it was a better read that should have been ex-
1: executed there from Hendon Hooker. But and that doesn't even take into consideration the the miscommunication on the perimeter either to to allow. The, the backers, the outside backers, to, to come free right into the backfield. So you had the interior of the line just absolutely getting beat one-on-one. And, and then the, the perimeter guys, just a miscommunication to allow two backers to come free. So just just a complete mess.
0: Yep, yeah yeah Had plenty of opportunities to, to win this game, though. And, again, there's positives, there's negatives. Uh, the sky's not falling. Second game of the season, there's a chance to get a whole lot better. And um, I could – I can deal with a, a team that makes mistakes the way Tennessee made because, they, you know, because they're playing too aggressive. I can deal with a team that plays for 60 minutes the way this football team played. That team last year, I didn't even want to watch them play. I didn't even want to go to a ball game. I didn't, I didn't want to watch them play uh, halfway through the season because they didn't play halfway during the season like this team played their second game. Theo Jackson is a prime example of why sometimes guys don't just come in and play like Air Bears, a true freshman. Sometimes you don't just throw guys away. It takes time for them to develop. It takes the right coach. It takes the right culture. It takes the right environment. And Theo Jackson is proof of that. You don't throw guys away early in their career. And right now, he's Tennessee's best player. Not best defensive player. Right now, he's Tennessee's best player. He is playing lights out and uh, he's put himself in a position to make some money if he continues to play the way he's been playing. Uh, Let's let's go back to the phone. I want to add in this real
1: quick before we get to F. Deval. Austin Price shared this on the Journal's Quarters. I I don't think he'll mind me sharing, but he made the comment that after the game, players were legitimately upset and hurt in the locker room. Like the loss bothered them on Saturday. Losing to Pittsburgh bothered the players in the locker room. That wasn't the case last year.
0: Yeah, it certainly didn't didn't seem like it, even though Pruitt said it did, but it didn't seem like it. All right, let's get to uh, F.D. Vol. Uh Hello, Jason. Uh,
3: hello, hello. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, just want to tell you guys that I think you're doing a great job. Uh, kind of wish that you got to me before your break because you hit on the exact same thing I was going to talk about. If I heard an announcer say one more time how Peyton Manning liked the, Pitt, the Pittsburgh quarterback, I was going to tear the hair that I didn't have on my head out. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, want, I didn't want to hear that. It's just exactly, you know, just got on my last nerve. But I also want to ask another question. In the situation of Joe Milton, uh, the overthrow seems to be a consistent thing. If Josh Hypo it tends to if he's gonna be a stubborn quarterback, I mean a stubborn coach and say, Hey, Joe Milton's my guy no matter what, what are some things that could be done to kinda of help Joe Milton develop more touch so that he could make those throws that he missed this last time.
4: All right.
0: I'm out. Thank thank you man. Appreciate the phone call. I I don't know if that's be a good idea if hypo if he's stubborn after seeing the way Henning came in and brought the offense back in in a position to win that football game uh i mean i don't know <laughs> you know i i like I know why Joe was a starter, like I truly fully understand why he was named a starter, physically, he does things and can do things that no one else in this roster can do, but just because you can do things, if you don't do those things, you have to be treated as someone. Who can't do those things, if that makes sense? Someone uh, that can and won't is no better than someone that can't. So Joe Milton can, but he hasn't. Not because he's not trying, but because he's just not executing. So it doesn't matter if you have the big arm, but if you're not hitting with that big arm, you're no better than a guy that doesn't have a big arm because, again, you're not getting the result that we, that we need. Um, now, to help Joe Milton... You don't have to run the goal routes all, all the time. You know, where's the curl routes? Where's, where's the digs? Where's some of the easier throws to help with calming him down, helping him getting to a rhythm? I understand you want to take your shots, but my goodness, we took three or four shots in a row. Do you have to take three or four shots in a row? I, I, you know, hindsight say no because you didn't complete them, but I want to see more of the route tree. Like and- Pittsburgh gave us more of the route tree, more of variety of different routes. Uh, we, need, we need more of the route tree, in, in just my opinion. I want to see uh, more curls, more digs, uh, those intermediate passing, rather than either bubble screens or deep shots. That's,
1: and don't, that's don't tell I me that Joe Milton can't make the intermediate throw. He can. He can. And can he do it consistently? I don't believe so. But he can make the intermediate throws. His, his three best throws on the day, aside from the one to Jalen Hyatt in the end zone, were intermediate throws towards the sideline, uh, a timing route to, to Jacob Warren along the sideline on third down, and, and they oh, yeah, completed sweet. it for a first down. I mean, it was on a rope, and there were two other ones that he completed on a rope as well, intermediate throws uh, that, that looked good as well. I mean, those were his best throws of the day, the the intermediate route. So I would roll with Hendon as, as well, Swain, and I don't think Milton would be consistent in, in the intermediate game but don't tell me that he can't make that throw because he showed on Saturday that he can, and he did on multiple occasions. Yeah,
0: he, he can, but he hasn't, so that's the, that's, the, that's the thing that you have to consider if, you, if you're if Josh Heupel. I mean, no matter what you've seen in practice, and I know that he's seen better from Joe Milton practice, but you have two straight games where he hasn't done it in the game, and one of those games, um, the past game, potentially cost Tennessee – victory, along with penalties and things like that. So, uh, let's go back to the phones and um, let's get to Kenny. What's up, fellas? What's up, Kenny? Hey, man. What's going on? Hey,
5: you know. Something you got? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Kenny! You got a lot of background noise, man. If you can, um, maybe roll up a window or, or if you on, okay. on speaker or Bluetooth. Yeah, if you can, if you can, you know. Is a little better? Yeah, I think so. I think so.
5: I can always call back if y'all want me to.
0: Yeah, I mean, as long as the windows are up, and you know, you should be good to go. So, I know I know, okay. we live in a state where you got to use your Bluetooth. So, yeah, rock on, man. Go for it. Hey, man, listen. All I want to
5: say is this, man. You know how they say blood is sticking in water, right? For sure. Hey. Ja- uh, hey, Jason has, has showed me how orange and blood coincide with each other, man. I had such a good time uh, this weekend. My, my son thoroughly enjoyed himself. You know, and it, it, it feels good to be a, a Tennessee ball, man. I mean, in, in, in so many ways. And, you know, as far as, the, you know, the boys concerned, the football team, man, you know, I talked to you about Jason, man, but, I mean... What what you want me to say, man? I I can't really say nothing negative about a team that put forth effort, and that, that's just me. I want them to win as well, man. But I, you know, it's been so long since I've seen effort from this team. I enjoyed the game. We lost, but I thoroughly enjoyed the game because they played their hearts out, man. I mean, I I plan I, I on taking Colin back to another game, man. I thought we going.
0: Yeah, and and Kenny, soon we won't. We won't be spending so much time highlighting the effort because it will be something that we're used to seeing, but the fact that this was the first big game after the head coaching change where we've we seen this change in effort, you know, it, it, it makes it to where, you know, we, we talk about it, we bring attention to it, but I can't wait for the day where, like, it's like, all right, man, that's, that's what they're supposed to be doing. Let's, let's talk about more of the execution and talking about that and, and harping on that. But today, absolutely, man, you point out the, the, the effort. You point out the no-quit attitude because it's something that we did not see last year. Um, so, yes, I am upset in the, in the result. Um, I can look at and point at several things from a coaching standpoint and from a player execution standpoint that I think should have been better. But um, I, I know this program is better. Like I know it's better right now than it was six months ago. And um, this is a this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You got to get back to the drawing board. You got to fix those mistakes and do whatever you got to do to prepare yourself for it on the road trip to Florida. So I, I'm with you, Kenny, man. Like, I was, <clears throat> I'm was, i disappointed. And I was disappointed, but I wasn't, like, disgusted like I was last nah, year man, with some, the of the, some of the effort.
5: Mm-hmm. And, yep. and I'll say this, man. The one thing, what does everybody always talk about? Continuity, right? That, that That's the mm-hmm. theme that everybody talks about every year. So, uh, my question is, these guys, like we talked about the turnover, you know, last week, right? I mean, you know, is there any continuity right now? doesn't it have to be developed over a few games. So, I, I mean, I, you know, to they get that, man, I don't think we should be as critical, you know, or some of the fans shouldn't be as critical as they're trying to be right now. And I'm, I'm going to let you go on that, brother.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I got I to gotta remind myself that... You know, Henning Hooker gets here in January. Um, he gets a brand new offense. Joe Milton gets here, you know, right after spring. It's a brand new offense. Uh, I gotta remind myself of that. And it takes time to develop that chemistry from the receiver uh, and quarterback uh, position. And, um, you know, it, it took it took me more than just one one year or a couple months of developing that with my quarterback. So, um, that's something that that I have to remind myself of. I know one thing: um, if we're not doing deep ball throws as conditioning and working on you know, our receivers running through the catches and putting an emphasis on those guys pumping their arms, then we're we're not doing it right. Uh, here's a perfect opportunity: if we're going to be a team that takes those deep shots, we got we got to, we got to harp on small details, and we we can't just look at Joe Milton. You know, we coach Joe Milton up too, along with. You know everybody else doing a better job um, and doing their job as well so if we're gonna be a deep ball throwing team, you know we gotta we gotta be working on, on that full speed you know it can't be three quarters it can't be half speed it gotta be full speed um, and may, maybe you make it a part of conditioning I don't know, but like we got we gotta work on that and clear that up
1: so. well I say even more so now if if Hendon is the the first in line. Going forward, I'm not willing to to say him say that he's the bona fide starter just yet, um, because I think that the staff is is going to give Joe another chance. I don't know that to be fact. That's just opinion. Uh, so I'm I'm not willing to say that that Hendon's the bona fide starter yet. But mm-hmm. I do think he's going to be first in line to to maybe steal the starting quarterback job. And it I be. I think it's. Even more important to harp on those details of the deep ball now, Swain, because I, I told you earlier, eight deep, deep balls with Joe Milton, two with Hendon Hooker. So obviously the, the coaching staff doesn't feel you know, super confident in, in Hooker's ability to push the football down the field. So that's, that's an area that with Hooker at quarterback, the offense is, is really going to have to work on. Uh, receivers doing their job like you have detailed. Uh, Hendon maybe being a, a little more willing to, to take deep shots and and showing a little more consistency and practice in, in taking those deep shots uh, because Tennessee does not have an extensive uh, route tree. It's not really extensive in the intermediate area of the field. So uh, if Hendon's going to be the guy and, and this offense is – is not going to be one-dimensional, Hendon's going to have to show that he can make some deep shots. Take some deep shots and make some deep shots, and and that's going to fall on everybody to get better. O-line with pass protection, uh, quarterback being consistent and accurate, and the receivers doing what they need to do to get open.
0: Yep, for sure, man. Uh, Let's get to Justin in Florida. Justin, good morning.
6: Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today?
0: Hey, man. Good, man.
6: How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. It was a, uh, uh, unfortunately because of some, uh, delayed and canceled flights, had to drive from Knoxville back down to St. Pete. So it was a long day in the car yesterday. And after a loss like that, it was uh, a lot of time to stew, but you know, today's a new day and you know, hopefully uh team's taking that approach where they're just trying to get better this week and, you know, improve what needs to be fixed. But uh Swain, so you kinda of started to steal one of my points, um, as I'm stealing I was to, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you really were. You mentioned something about practice and I really feel like just going back in my head, watching a lot of the clips of of uh practices that were put out, you know, routes on air, things like that, like I get a feeling like there was a lot of sloppiness or maybe like a lackadaisical kind of attitude with the routes on air. Um, Because you go back to a lot of those videos and, you know, a lot of the times the wide receiver would run open and then have to stop and come back or, you know, the ball was way out ahead of them. And it didn't look like the wide receivers were running full speed at the end. So to your point of guys not digging with their hands and their arms you know, all the way through the route, uh, you, you know, this is this is something that was there, and it's probably, you know, one of those things that uh, the position coach needs to needs to tighten up, and it probably starts at practice. The yeah. other point hey. I wanted. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say position coach, OC,
0: head coach, your head coach is an offensive guy. So I think it's something that you know you aggr- you address as an offense for sure. And uh, you got to get your quarterback coach, your OC, uh, any receiver coach in a, on the same drill really emphasizing, hey, we want this ball five yards from the sideline, throw it in the bucket. Receivers, we want you digging through, it, through the catch, pumping your arms and looking at the right time. You can't look and run for 15 yards because you slow up. Because DB, if he gets beat, he's not looking back. He's he's putting his head down and he's running and now he's gonna run through and rake your your basket. So he's not looking back at the ball because once he looks back, he slows down. So if you're looking back, you're slowing down. You're supposed to peak when you when you when you when you are running your go route and you beat the defender. You peak. The ball's not thrown. You gotta put your head back down and continue to dig. Uh, and and that's something I, that I noticed that we need to you know work on. And I think that's not only a, a position coach thing i think that is a coordinator thing that is a head coach thing everyone you know coming together when you work on those in practice and really emphasize it because you're that close from hitting some of these things
6: right and and actually i wanted to bring up a point especially with a guy like milton who is so strong i mean just physically to your point plane he can do the things base. physically i mean i'd even argue got, you know some guys in the nfl can't do and, Correct. you know, that little bit of adrenaline in a game, you know, for him might be the difference of, you know, five yards. And, and you know, there were even throws down the sidelines. There were several times he tried to uh, do passes down the sidelines, and they're three, like two, three yards, you know, out of bounds. And, I mean, yep. even if the wide receiver's open and catches it, I mean, there's no chance of, of a completion. You're out of bounds. And, in fact, some of the ones I want to say in the Bowling Green game, the wide receiver was actually out of bounds when when he caught it. So I think it kind of goes back to tightening up practice. But one thing I wanted to hear your kind of commentary on and Ben's commentary on that's been very surprising to me so far, and I think you're starting to see it with injuries popping up, is where's the rotation? I mean, it seems like – you know, we've got an offensive line that's not rotating, and maybe we can't because of the score of there, the game. There's no depth. But w- yeah, there's no depth. <laughs> there,
1: there's there's no depth. They don't they don't they don't trust anybody outside of outside of the five that that are playing. And I, I would okay. imagine that. Uh, okay.
6: Yeah, and, and and that's actually what I wanted to hear. So this kind of goes back to the expectation of the fan base in that. You know, and I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, this team could go eight and four, nine and three. If you're that thin, there's no way you get through a 12 game a season in the SEC. You know, completely healthy. It it just doesn't happen.
1: And they haven't already. I think you know, right? Exactly. Well, especially and,
6: and when you're running 90 90 plays a game. Yeah,
1: and and what? Well, not last game. The the O line depth is is really an yeah. issue. It's even. More glaring because you lose K. Ron Calvert the first Friday of fall camp to, to uh, biceps, triceps, I can't remember what it was. An arm biceps. injury. Biceps. biceps. I mean, he, he's gone practically the entire season. They haven't ruled him out for the season, but he's gone for a long time. And then Riley Locklear, uh, he he retires from football just the, the week before fall camp. and And those were – Calvert probably starts – uh, or, or he's the first guy off the bench. I mean, those those were your sixth and seventh offensive linemen, veterans who have played football in this league, and because of injuries, they're not available. And now all of a sudden you, you go from having seven linemen that you feel good about to, to having five.
6: Uh, okay, so that's that's offensive line. Now do that, do that at wide receiver, because I would love for someone to explain to me why zealous can – Wiggle through a kickoff return team, okay, and wiggle through that coverage, but we can't design up some plays to put him in space one-on-one and let him slip by a guy because I haven't figured out why that kid's running with the twos yet, and maybe that's a coaching decision, personnel decision. I don't know what it is. That one does not make sense to me.
1: Yeah. Bayless I mean,
6: util- utilization does not make
0: sense to me.
1: I, I he had the hamstring issue during fall camp that slowed him down and so it made sense as to why he he wasn't really in the rotation against Bowling Green I I wonder if if it's something um in, in terms of getting the playbook down with with Valus. not that it's an extensive playbook but but just it, the the small small details the,
6: Yeah but the playbook right now is fairly simplified especially with us taking deep shots if we're continuing taking deep shots i'm guessing the middle of the field is wide open and that is some place someone like him could could thrive and and i actually give cedric i I do want to say this give cedric tillman a ton of credit
0: yes because
6: he is by far not the fastest guy on our team i love till the wide receiver room yeah right and he is he is grinding it out and i give him all the credit but when you have guys like Javonta Payton, I mean, he is much faster, much rangier. Um, On a 50-50 ball, Cedric's the best guy on the team, but I'm curious why we're not utilizing some of these other guys because, you know, and and Swain, to the point of uh, Milton and, uh, you know, the intermediate routes, he can hit the intermediate routes, but it's got to be a clear line of sight for him. That means there's no DB between him and the wide receiver where he's got to throw it over a DB with touch. If it's a straight line, he's got no problem zipping it in there. So I agree with you. Why we're not using more of the route tree is beyond me. I've talked enough. I'm going to hang up, listen to the rest. Really love what you guys do. Take care.
0: Hey, Thank you, Justin. Yeah, I mean, my biggest question is is um, why Valis Jones is, is... – not featured more. And I don't I don't really care about the whole playbook thing because you got a player that can make plays. You better figure it out. This is the SEC. You're going to recruit guys that that are smarter than others. They may pick up on things, you know, more than others. You know, I, I don't care. Like, I played Robert Meacham. Robert Meacham didn't get the playbook down the best. Probably was the worst guy on offense. And that's what I'm saying because that's my brother, and I feel like I can say it because it's my brother. But we put him in one position, and the goal was to move around, being able to receivers. Everybody played different positions, but we we didn't do it. Meacham was stuck in one position. You know, as great as Meacham is physically, like that was a big part of why he had a slow start in the NFL because you know grasping a playbook just wasn't wasn't his best, but. That don't mean you don't play him or find ways to get him to football when he's at Tennessee. You figure it out. <laughs> like, you, like Cordell Patterson didn't get the playbook down as best as everyone else. But you figure it out. You find ways to get him the ball. And what do we do? We line him up, gave him reverses. We ain't seen a reverse yet in two games to Villas-Jones. And and he's your, your, your return guy. That is one of the best in the country when you look at his career body of work. So I don't want hear anything about no hamstring. I know you ain't making excuses, Ben. You mentioned that he had a preseason, but if you can return kicks, that means you hundred percent healthy. And we got to find ways to get that boy to football because he is someone that can make plays in space. He's quick. He's fast. He's physical. Uh, he can hold his own. He can take tackles. Uh, we gotta. We got We gotta get that boy to football, man. Yeah, and I was he just is,
1: speaking to to the first game, and no need That's to no that. need to go out there and kill kill his hamstring again.
0: Yeah, I know. I said they, you know, hamstring. You know, they're in fall camp, and I, I get
1: that. But, yeah, but here's the right other thing now. to 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 Valus kind of maybe not being used as as much as he should. We did see an uptick in reps for Jimmy Calloway, which I'm I'm not opposed to.
0: Yeah, because he was more healthy.
1: Like, this whole notion that he was going to have
0: this little procedure and just be done and just be back, voila, in a couple of days, I thought was foolish in the first place. Anytime you get cut on, I don't care how minor people try to make it seem, he got cut on. So I knew he wasn't going to be ready to play last week. And he was limping a little bit at the beginning of the game, um, too. But his, it, it, it got loose. Uh, his, you know, his, his foot got loose or whatever he had a procedure on. And when he took that bubble screen and hit the sideline, there was no limp in his giddy up then.
1: He looked but good. But he's a guy that can use I, more, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of of Jimmy Calloway. He he needs to continue to uh, mature. Uh, he's still a young player, needs to mm-hmm. continue to to mature uh, in terms of, of habits uh, in the facility, on the practice field. And I, I think he has the potential to be a, a really good football player. I mean, he, he, just on that little bubble screen, I mean, he kind of just took to a nice little jab step and then took off. I mean, he's just natural speed. And Tillman did a great job on the perimeter blocking, as he always does. And then there's that other, I think, a 16-yard gain that Callaway had where he, where he made another guy miss. I mean, he, he's just really good with the football in his hands.
0: Yeah, three catches, 59 yards, had eight targets, more targets than anybody else. You know, Tillman didn't necessarily, you know, um, walk the DB or even get, got him on the ground. But he got enough of him to distract him. Because honestly, the DB was was unblocked, mm. you know, at the point of attack. Um, but the fact that Tillman got in his way, distracted him, turned him around to the point where when it was time to make a tackle, he wasn't in position uh, and he let the sideline open. So, man, Tillman had that sequence, man. Remember that play right before, he takes a curl route and makes a guy miss, makes a second guy miss. He's fighting his butt off for extra yardage and that created that that momentum uh there in the passing game. So then you came back to the next play, Tillman lines up, makes a really good block getting in the DB's way, distracting him and then Callaway gets up the sideline. So, you know, we got to we just got to be more savage at the receiver position, the mentality. Um and we got to be able to do that, man. I want I want to see DBs on their butts. I want to see DBs um you know, I want to see them retreat, man. We got to we got to we got to we got to get to that point. Um but yeah, that was a, that was a great great play. Right now, Tillman's our best receiver.
1: Yes, he, he's most consistent. He's yeah, he's one consistent. of uh, my favorite players. He he just gets the the job done. Quite frankly, whether it's yeah. catching the ball, blocking them, I mean, he's just he plays hard, and, and it's hard not to appreciate that. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, once once uh, Callaway feels better and better and better, watch out, man. He might be Tennessee Tennessee's best receiver here soon. All right, let's get to uh, TC and then Jay. TC, good morning.
4: Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, what's up oh, Bob. <laughs> hey man uh I actually came away from the game uh feeling a lot better about the team than I did going into the game but uh and I do think we are going to win a game or two that nobody's expecting us to win yeah, if we can fix the little things mhm I with I got a effort. question for you Swain I, I haven't been able to go back and watch rewatch the game I was at the game and and you kind of know how that is but what what were your thoughts on Pitt's uh, offensive line? Is that a you you feel like that's an SEC uh, type offensive line? Because to me, it seemed like we were bringing blitzes and and trying to do different things to get to the quarterback. But their their offensive line to me seemed to really really play well. I, I don't know if that's just because we're that bad at the defensive line, but based on the things I saw where linebackers were trying to scheme it and come around and and do some things, and their line just seemed to pick up everything. What were your thoughts? Yeah, their offensive
0: line, I would I would uh, compare it to Tennessee's 2012 offensive line where you were really good in a pass, passing game but not so great running the football. Mm-hmm. So you remember yeah. when Tyler Bray was a quarterback, we would throw it all, all across the yard, but when it came down to running it, he wasn't that strong. And so – That Pittsburgh offensive line did a really great job of just providing, you know, time for Pickett. I mean, Pickett was able to get to his third progression, uh, his fourth progression, uh, scan the right side of the field, come back to the left, and then come back to the middle. He was able to do that. We only picked up two sacks uh, for only 13 yards, lost you know, they had five, so I thought their offensive line did a really good job in pass pro, but they didn't run the football that well against us. They didn't have 100 yards. So I would yeah. I would split it up, TC, and say they did a really good job in their pass protection, more so than running game.
4: That That's a great point. And that's really what I was probably focused on more than anything because um, I, I just don't know that there are that many offensive lines in, in uh, the, against teams that we're going to be playing that will provide that kind of pass protection. Nope, and, and
0: and a quarterback that's as good as Pickett either.
4: Yeah, yeah, he may be he may be uh, <laughs> the best quarterback we see all year. Yeah, you know Bryce
0: Bryce Young, and uh, we'll see what happens with the quarterback from Kentucky. But yeah, I mean we played a good quarterback on Saturday. Yeah, you because know, I mean tonight. Georgia they're
4: having issues at quarterback. And yeah, uh, Now, now Ole Miss that, that quarterback looks real good. Yeah, he, he, he's the yeah,
1: best it, quarterback it, it, on be Tennessee p- schedule. That's, that's yeah, he'll be Pickett yeah, and picking Corral. Yeah, Pickett
4: and Corral be the two best quarterbacks for sure. Yeah, well, we we just got to clean up stuff. Cade Mays, man. I, I mean, you can't be inside the five yard line twice and not get touchdowns. And, and the stupid penalties, man. I I love the way you know Cade's physical, but Lord, man, you gotta you gotta use your brain too. Yeah, and, that was uh, a backbreaker. That hurt. Yeah, it killed us. It just killed us, but. But there's a lot of good things to take away. The special teams is going to win a game for us at some point. They're that good to win a game. Chilling uh, was hot. Special teams. I'm telling you, brother. I, I love it. Well, <laughs> hey, man, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch how this team progresses as the season goes on. And uh, and I love that they're playing hard. And I feel like I can actually watch them and enjoy Whether we win or whether we lose, they're giving it their all. And I haven't been able to say that for the last few years. So go balls, baby! Th- thank you, TC. Thank you, thank
0: you for the phone call. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that's my takeaway. That's my takeaway. I ain't sitting here saying there ain't problems to fix, and it wasn't bonehead plays made in the game, bonehead decisions. Um, but man, I do appreciate the grit. I do appreciate the grind, being the grit and grind. I do appreciate that. Um, we can win with that. We can win with that effort. We can win with that fight. Just got to clean up some, some details. Uh, let's go back to the phones, and uh, let's get to Jay. Jay, good morning. Swain, good morning, buddy.
7: What's up, Jay, man? Good to hear from you. Good, yeah, good to hear from you, brother. Good to hear from you. Um, you know, Swain, that's a tough loss, but uh, I I honestly feel like we – I don't think Pittsburgh's better than us. I, nope. I truly don't feel that way. Nope. Um. I think they had better quarterback play, and they were more disciplined in terms of penalties. Right? They didn't do a lot of stuff to hurt themselves. Um, probably been aided by the ACC rest a little bit on that, but um, they're they're not they're not better than us. And that's I guess I felt like at, at the end of the game we we should have had a chance to at least tie it, and. Uh, you know that that was a terrible call with with about seven minutes left to go. I mean, half a and Hooker's body was over the first down, and they don't give it to him. Um, yeah, ref was behind the play. Didn't he have a good view of, 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 of the other spot? I was. Oh my god! I terrible. Through my TV to the window. Terrible. I mean, it terrible. was just it was just terrible. But, um, yeah, you know, we had a chance to tie with seven minutes left. With all those players, I mean, we're already a thin team, and then my God, you're missing your. You know all the players we're missing. I won't run down the list. I mean, we're missing, (laughs) like, six starters or seven, you know, five starters and two guys that play a lot. I mean, so, that you know, that in and of itself, when you consider how close uh, close it was, it's pretty impressive to me because I think last year's team couldn't have done that, okay? I don't think last year's team would have been in the game missing that many key players with that kind of offense. So uh the only thing with me, Swain, I don't know what we're going to do at quarterback. But, you know, I understand. That I, I had never been more frustrated, I think, in that first quarter than I had in a long time because I was just frustrated. And it was, it was different with Garantano. I was just frustrated because I just didn't think he was good.
0: With Milton,
7: I'm frustrated because I'm like, "God, kid, you could be something amazing and really really can I mean, I'm just thinking that's what frustrates me with Milton. I'm like, you could be special here, bro, but yep. he i can't he can't seem to put it together um with some of those throws i mean so that one throw, like a high school quarterback could have made that throw mm-hmm. uh with Tillman running right down the middle of the field. There was nobody within twenty yards of Tillman, mhm. And he, Timon could skip to a touchdown. So that's what's frustrating with me with Millen. Garantano, I was frustrated because I was frustrated he was in there because he was just terrible. No mm-hmm. offense to the guy, but he was just not good. <laughs> and, you know, okay. but Millen, I'm frustrated because I'm like, dude, you could be an All-American. Like, you have that kind of potential. You got the tools, physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's why I want to see him put it together. I would love to see him put it together, but – you know, I'm afraid, Jason. I don't know, man. He may not get the chance. I mean, I, I, you know, if Hendon because he you know, Hendon came in and he he made some throws that you would think Milton couldn't make. He put some touch on the ball, put it right down the middle of the field. He made some good throws. He seems to be more mobile. Seems to have a little yep. bit more elusiveness to him. Yep, we got a little wiggle. He's got to learn to hold on to the football, but uh, yeah. And that's what cost him in fall
0: camp, Jay. Is is did the it, turnover. Yeah, he turned over ball, he turned them all over more than any you know, other quarterback in fall camp, and then also you can't tackle the quarterbacks, so he really couldn't show how how great he was at making guys miss because you don't allow the quarterback to be hit. But two turnovers in that game, one ball security and a fumble, and the other one, and you know, just a late throw across the middle where he didn't see him. So that's what that's what cost him, you know, starting off the first game and then starting off against Pitt being second. Now he has a chance to take it, take over, man. He really has a chance, but he has to take care of the football. Uh, we don't know the status of, of Milton's you know injury mm-hmm. um, you know, so we'll we'll find out more about that
7: later on in the week, but yeah, I mean Hendon is in a good spot to take this thing over. Well, I mean, you know look we, sh- we should have been up on them about twenty one nothing. I mean, we should have been on their throw. They're, they couldn't hang with us, but you know, um, you know what jay if you're pit
0: if you're pit, you probably feel the same way. Because you're like, hey, we had a, 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 a punt blocked. You know, we, we had bad field position to start the game. You know, once they got a good field position, they were able to move the football. And they and I'm sure they can look at a couple of those third down plays where they didn't get the first down and had to kick a field goal. I'm pretty sure they're saying the same thing that we're saying about little small details that could have mm-hmm. busted the game wide open for them too. But that's why this game is so great.
7: This well, game is and, so great. No, go ahead, Swain. Sorry. Go no, ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. It's your fault. I was just going to say, and, and, and Pitt, is a is a senior they got a lot of seniors they got a lot of yeah. experience so uh, you know seniors. cricket cricket or cricket whatever his name is he's 37 years old so he's been playing football um you know since since i was in diapers and yeah um but the pain's i don't helped. know Swain, I, I thought the uh and I, and I like the offense i don't as far as the route trees go I mean, I've seen breakdowns of Heupel's offense. I don't think you're going to see a lot of throws over like the middle quick slants. I don't really think that's what they do. Um they and I don't know why that is cuz I was wondering about that. They they you know, they use they spread those receivers out. They want to create space, but those 10-15 yard slants, they don't really that's not really a big part of their offense. And I wonder why that is cuz why are you creating all that space with how you line up but then you're not going to use uh, you know, a big part of the field.
0: Yep. So, hey man, if if it works, in, if it works, then that's all that matters. But if it doesn't work, then you start questioning. You know, doing other things with the route tree. So, I appreciate you, Jay. Thanks for the phone call. So, I, I got two emails about this. I'm pretty sure this is um going on on the message boards too. So, I'll address this. Practice matters. If you don't do something in practice and prove to the coaches and to your teammates that you can consistently do something in practice and you're not the best person in practice, you're not going to get the nod in the games. It's the way it has been since the start of football. It's the way it's going to be until the end of football. And everywhere in between. Stop sending me emails. Talking about. Harrison Bailey. When. He has not. Did enough in practice to beat. The guy in front of him. He did not do enough to beat out JG. From a physical standpoint. I remember when Brent Schaefer and Eric Ainge came in second session of summer school in July in 2004, came in a fall camp and from practice you said, okay, yeah, better than, Chris, better than CJ Lee, better than Rick Clausen. we're going to roll with them because they do, they, we can do more with them physically. And then you tailor the offense to their strengths and you make sure that you hide their weaknesses. That's what you do. Please stop downplaying the importance of practice just because you have a favorite that you want to see. I don't have a favorite. I don't give a damn who's the quarterback. But I do respect the game of football enough to not continue to downplay the importance of practice. It is how you earn your time. If you are not doing it consistently in practice, you're not going to get the game reps. Simple as that. Now, if we go through a couple games, a stretch of of all right, Hendon and Joe Milton obviously are better in practice, and they stink it up consistently, game after game after game after game after game after game. And we are like game five or something. And then you say, Well, we have a choice to go with the guy who wasn't doing it in practice better than these guys, then that's another story. But we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. The same goes for Harrison Bailey. The same goes for Dee uh, D Beckwith. The same goes for anyone on this football team. These are two guys that two different staffs have said, you're not ready yet. Two different staffs. I'm not going to lower the bar. I'm not going to Disrespect the game of football just because I want to see a certain player. You earn your opportunities in practice. But if you show that you're just a totally different practice player than game player over a longest period of time, then we look at other options. But we ain't there yet. It's only been two games. It's Hendon Hooker time. It's his opportunity to, to take the job. The offense was moving really well. He has a a, a a dynamic that neither Milton or Bailey have. He man, he runs the ball better in spaces than than half our running backs. Probably most of them, except for Tyron Evans, to be honest. That's why he's in there. That's why he was number two, and that's why it was a close one between one and two. If you heard this show, we told we we've said that one and two was a whole lot closer than two and three. So, listen, I, I I understand. At the end of the day, you just want to win. You just want to see the success. You just want to see, you know, you want to see the passing game to be successful. But please stop lowering the bar about the importance of practice just because you want to see a certain guy. Stop doing that. Stop, you know, minimizing the importance of practice. That would be the same as, hey, man, you know, Chris Lofton – you know, he misses 60% of his shots in the practice threes, but you know what? He's we gonna, we gonna just shoot them and make them all in the game. We're gonna give him the green light. No, you earn the green light by the time you put in practice and what you do in practice. If you're making them all in practice, hell yeah, he wants you to shoot them in the game. You get the green light. But it don't work that way. This ain't PlayStation, this ain't Little League. This is, this is high level SEC Division One football. Well, every day in practice is like a game. Every day in practice is harder than the game for that very reason. So I I understand wanting to (laughs) go. Go
6: play intramurals, brother.
1: Go play intramurals.
0: Like, I understand people want success at quarterback, but please, man, please stop minimizing the importance of practice. Everybody want to throw out gamer guys rarely it rarely happens rarely all right i'm going back i'm going back to the phones
1: Who we got let's get to uh mitch and then we got to catch a break
8: <sighs> mitch good morning good morning this morning. hey mitch how you doing uh pretty good uh well, I'd like to say we're still undefeated. In, in a way, we kind of are. We beat Bowling Green, and we beat ourselves in that game. About it. we two <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, we two and one. We two and one.
0: Yeah, we two and one. We played three games. We beat Bowling Green, beat Pitt, and then Pitt beat us, too.
8: Right, true. But, no, it, there was one play in the first quarter. You know, I've been talking about the defense, like, God, ever since spring, telling everybody this defense is going to surprise some people I think. One play they threw, a, I believe it was a little out route to a receiver underneath corner misses the tackle and a guy has to gather himself up to take off again and he is three yards from the first down marker and there was about six orange jerseys around him. and I mean a split, who didn't gain another yard and I was like that would not have happened last year. You know, the guy's going to pick up the first down, but I love the way the defense is flying around the ball. Uh I love the fact Coach Theo Jackson is probably going to win the Heisman
7: because uh, <laughs> he's yeah.
8: playing lots out. But, no, yeah. if you think about it, like, I mean, really, this team gave up 27 points in the second quarter and five minutes to go, you know, we're fourth and inches chance to go in. I mean – I'm proud of the guys. I really am. Uh, totally different team. They're fun to watch. Uh, I mean, like I said, they've still got a lot of improvement to do on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, I think if think we found the quarterback um, and Hooker, I mean, you know, yeah. he. And, and, and one thing I wanted to ask you about that, you know, Ainge and Rick, I know that Ainge – you know, had all the physical tools in the world, but Rick Clausen, you know, have a strong arm, did not. You know, but was better for the team. The, you know, it just seemed like when Rick Clausen got in years ago, like that that team just took off, and you know, obviously, like I mean, I Milk got all the talent in the world uh, for an arm. And I just thought that when he didn't come in, you know, they picked up. And I know that he was even going on a limited playbook. And I'm thinking, well, how much with the
0: work al- in practice? Yeah, the offense – well, if if you've heard Jacob Warren talk to the media and uh, he, he said, like, people going to think it's coach speak or whatever, but he truly believes that – he believes that – any quarterback would be successful. He be, he has confidence in all three of them, and he truly believes that. Now I understand someone you know hearing that and go, "Oh yeah, of course." You're just saying that because you know you player, you don't want to throw your guys under the bus, and that's just coach speak. But may, maybe it's true. Maybe 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 he does have 100 percent confidence in all those guys. I don't see why he would you know, fib about that um, because he has said the same thing consistently. Usually when someone's not telling the truth, they'll slip up and say a different answer. But he's been consistent and that's how he feels. They all bring something different to the table, um, which is you know, which is why you have you know, one, two, and three. But there's no denying that Henry Hooker gave this offense a boost. There's no denying that. And, you know, your point about Rick Lawson and Eric Ainge, I mean, yeah, 0-5. The, the, the most physical gifted quarterback wasn't the best quarterback for the offense. Now, in 04, it was. It was. In 05, it wasn't. So, take the temperature of the team, if you're hypo, and uh, you roll with the guy that gives this offense the best chance to be successful. Uh, we'll go back to the phones. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care.